The following podcast is a production of The Network. Check us out on BICBP-radio.com. Hey, Anthony. Yeah, Chris? In horror movies, what is the scariest sound you've ever heard? Horror movie? What is the scariest sound you've ever heard? I know exactly which one it is. What is it? I'll tell you specifically. 2004, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Really? That's the scariest? You hear this sound and it it terrifies you? It shoots me back. Okay. Okay. To you, that's the scariest. It's. Hold on. Is that the scariest? You've desensitized me to what I think you're going to pull up now. (laughs) I am desensitized to it. It doesn't mess with me. Okay, so... The image still does. Reference that. Reference that real quick so listeners know what I'm talking about. Chris is referring to um, the grudge noise. I totally uh, thought you were going to say that, dude. No, you've you've 100%. The sound itself does not make me jump unless I'm 100% not catching it. As a pure jump scare of the vis of the image of the little boy or the girl or the... Yeah. uh, But now the but scariest sound to you is from Texas that, Chainsaw. It's just the piano Original. Bit. No. 76? Oh, you no, said 2004. The 2004 The one. remake? Yep. I was a little uh. kid. I wanted to watch the movie because my uh, dad and my stepmom were watching it. And I just remember them turning on the title sequence and then starting the movie and the, and the foot is hanging and mm-hmm. he's just tapping the key. And I was like, nope, nope. I'm going upstairs. <laughs> and I was terrified upstairs because I, it was before we had any, before my uh, siblings were older. So I was like a little kid with like, my sister was a baby at this time. So I'm in the house upstairs in the dark, freaking upstairs by myself. My parents are downstairs watching a horror movie. And can you hear that tink? That- and I could hear the. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, oh, shoot. And I was in my room like, when's this movie going to be done? When's this movie going to be done? If I go downstairs, I'm going to have to deal with the movie. But at least my parents are downstairs. That's hilarious, yeah, dude. Texas Chainsaw. I don't like that one. <laughs> and you just recently saw the original. 76. Just recently watched past- the- 76. Yeah. Se- yeah. I think so. 76. Uh, no, I, it's 74. Maybe 74. I don't know. I'll, um, I'll look it up. But we just, uh, me and Amber just recently watched I'm always it. interested to hear what younger people think of yeah. older films like that. So what'd you think? So uh, I, remember re-watch, I remember watching the original at some point throughout high school. Uh, it, it, rewatching it now, I don't remember being scary as a kid or in high school, I guess. Uh, but watching it now kind of trying to take in that this was one of those early slasher films that really kicked off the we're gonna we're gonna shock you i guess right 1974 yeah uh that shock and awe with like there was some gore some stabbing some slaughtering a little bit there and it was definitely not bad uh i don't want to say campy but it it didn't age well, like certain practical, like certain props and I guess some makeup stuff, like it didn't hold up as well as I'm like, all right, I can see this. And it lost, I guess, if it was scary when it first came out, it lost that. So this, this, like, the, the, graphics. Sa- the sounds didn't bother you in this one. No. A couple of the jump the scares sound- of like, of him hopping out of rooms and stuff. That thing gets me. Or the slamming of the doors and that kind of like, like the hidden room. But the sound of a piano scared you. Just the clinking of a key. It was just the ominousness about it. Like, because it's like the clink in the piano and the background, the like the eeriness sound of like the intro. It's like the whole ambiance and like that piano noise, like that scene fucked with me.
What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Chris and Anthony. Just can't stop. Just can't stop. I'm one of your hosts, Chris Chavez, as always with Anthony Mullen. And this week we have a guest. We've had guests on the episode. I think back to back to back to back to back. Last week we, it was just you and me. We went on a little bit of a rant. Mm-hmm. Uh, by the way, we still don't know who the president is for sure. Well, we really don't I'm going to say yet. for sure only because there's a lot of craziness going on. Uh, there is an elect. There is a president elect. Biden did win the president elect. However, we knew what was going to happen. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's, it's, it's quite a shit show. But we're not talking about that today. We have a guest on the show because today we are recording, and this is the scary part because this is 2020, right? But wasn't there one before? Some, I feel at like some there point, was another one. Yeah, people are making such a big deal about it uh, this month. Anyway, maybe it's at the end of the month, uh, at the end of the year, right? Maybe it's like the bang, the big bang. <laughs> but it is Friday the 13th, and we wanted to have one of our friends on the show. Uh, not sure if he's been on Chris and Anthony yet. I know he's been on back issues way back, back in the day. Oh, he's when some of the earlier episodes when we used to do the shows at Tim Hortons. Remember oh, that big yeah. round table? Is that, that like episode like seven? Yeah, that's old, like old, old, old school callbacks. Uh, I believe he came on in an episode of Hardly Awesome at some point, probably right after or. I don't know if he came on Hardly Awesome because no. I think he came on Vinyl Divers right about when we were doing Hardly Awesome upstairs. Okay. Uh, but he is on Chris and Anthony just can't stop Friday the 13th special edition. Welcome to the show. Mr. Jim Clark. Third. What's up? Thank you. Thank you. What's up, dude? Not much. What's up with you guys? Ready to talk Friday the 13th. Yes. We had you on because I know you're a huge horror fan. Absolutely. Die hard horror fan. Mm-hmm. Where'd that come from? Like when, like what was your, the birth for you? What that, where you found like, Oh, I love this. I don't know. And it's interesting because as a kid, I was a little scaredy cat of everything, dude. <laughs> You're like, like Anthony now. <laughs> like, it's no joke. My my grandmother used to live in the country and we'd go out there every Sunday so my parents could mow the lawn. Okay. I'd always be scared. I was always, always scared of like she, country. Yeah. yeah. When her dogs passed away, they buried them on the hill. Okay. Oh, I'd okay. be afraid the dogs would come back, <laughs> come over and get me and drag me away or something. But- I don't know why I was always scared. I was always scared of her upstairs. I could never go upstairs by myself. And I lived in this house really? when I, before this. Yeah. But every time we'd go over there, somehow, for some reason, the original Poltergeist was always on TV. <laughs> so I'd always run in and see if it was on TV. I don't know why. It scared the shit out of me, but I still like to sit there and watch it. Hmm. I don't know. Yeah, dude, that's, that's a terrifying film for a little kid. Yeah. Pol- Poltergeist, the first one. Uh, because you have a tree that tries to eat the kid, yeah. right? That creepy uh, tree, the clown. the clown that comes yeah. out. Oh my god, dude! And then everything else that's happening with with and with then the girl and then and on top of it all, like, even more scary than that, the television. Yeah, everybody has multiple. And televisions we love television And back in the day when we were kids, at least when I was a kid. That was a thing. That was a thing where there was no such thing as as tele, uh, programs or even infomercials being on twenty four hours a day. Oh no, you get the white noise at eleven midnight. o'clock around eleven o'clock. Yeah, like, midnight really? it was midnight. What would happen is uh, the last show would do whatever it is. It would sign off, and then there would be the the, the star stand. First oh, would be yeah, the star yeah. spangled banner, and yep. that would be the end. So you knew that we were going to sleep for the night, and then all of a sudden it was just white noise and static. And then it wouldn't come back on till morning, like six mm-hmm. or seven, whenever they did the morning news or something. I never knew that. That's because you're young. I mean, no, but yeah, that was just. 
cool. Yeah. So, uh, but you're right, dude. Like that was a thing. And so the static I remember. And so being a kid, that is a terrifying thing. Oh yeah. And then when you look into the paranormal world, right? Uh, if you ever looked into, um, you know, ghost hunters, not the show, but people who, you know, like search for, you know, proof that there's something else. One of the things they used to do back in the day, um, aside from recording EVPs was to, with VHS cassettes, record nothing but static on your TV. Mm. And then when they said when you played back the tape, you would see images of faces come through. Hmm. Yeah, that was a thing. Hmm. So uh, just the whole the whole thing about that movie is creepy as hell. Yeah. How about all the, the Indian uh, skeletons oh, and stuff end, coming yeah, out? Of the, dude. The, oh. and, then, and, then, and then the second one, I don't know if you guys know this, but this is interesting. I found this out. That, uh, what's his name? Reverend Henry Kane. Yes, that creepy dude. That guy, you know why he's so creepy? Do you know why he looks so creepy? Why? Because when they were filming that movie, the guy was, was literally dying. Right? dying. Yeah, he I had, did know he that. He had, I think, I don't know if it was stomach cancer or something, but the guy was literally dying while they were making that movie. And they're like, you look perfect, dude. Let's, uh, let's get you on nailed film. it. He nailed that role. Um, Yeah, dude. Horror is great. Yeah. What's your favorite franchise overall oh, of oh, all time? Halloween. Okay. Okay. What are your All thoughts right. in this whole uh, two and everything else didn't happen? This new one that came out takes the place. Uh, this is not the first time they've done that yeah. in this series. Yeah. Um, it seemed to be a hell of a lot more common thing nowadays with yeah. other series. Mm-hmm. Uh, I wasn't too big on the last one, but we'll see what happens. Did you like the the zombie remake better than this new reboot? Well, this isn't really a reboot. Wait, it's a continuation oh, of, you know, of the, the original line. Yeah. You uh, know, Honestly, yeah, I did. I you don't know did. because because I'm a Rob Zombie fan. Yeah, and it, it he brought like a whole different aspect to it that kind of kind of changed it. He made it more raw. Yeah, more mm-hmm. grindhouse. You know what yeah. I mean? He and, brought and, a sense of the family, the early days of yeah. You know, and it wasn't this because in the original film, when they come home and see their kids sitting out front in the clown costume, we get the sense that this is a a couple that are they had just been out to dinner, family. really nice, right? Like yeah. this. Yeah. And zombies version wasn't that at all. No, it was really? zombies version Rough. was like zombies yeah. version was informed by Columbine and the fact that when you push kids and you bully kids and you do shit like that to kids, at some point one of them's gonna snap. Uh, it's uh, yeah, dude, it's it's, okay. it's pretty See, and interesting. It, and it brings a whole Does, different angle to it because because with the original, you just thought it was a kid who snapped. Yeah, this one they go into the whole backstory and you find out okay. This is where he's coming from. Yeah. He's killing animals already. Yeah. And then he takes it out on the bully at school. Yeah. How old oh, is that, that's oh, how that old is he supposed to be when he's a kid? In oh. the first one? Yeah, in the first he's probably like eight. Yeah, okay. Like so how seven, how old eight. is he in the in the in the zombies version? He's a, bit, a little bit older, maybe. Yeah, probably 10, like middle school. Ten or eleven, I think. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You know, I never, I never saw a zombies version. Oh. And, and when you first mentioned zombies, I'm sitting there going, "Did they do a zombies <laughs> in Halloween? Huh? I missed that one." So, <laughs> but um, I'd be interested to see. I mean, I think you talked, you you told me about the intro where it's just freaking brutal. Uh, no, you're thinking no. about the remake of Friday the Thirteenth. That intro's brutal. Yes, I'm that, thinking of that. I remember. Yeah. I remember sitting. Uh, here we go. Nice transition, right? Oh. I remember sitting 
in the theater with my buddy Ryan when this movie came out because I was like, oh, they're redoing this. I mean, I love the Friday the 13th. I'm a huge fan of horror. Halloween is my favorite franchise as well. Followed super close. I mean, they're like neck and neck. And sometimes, depending on the day you ask me, the other one's Nightmare on Elm Street. Mm -hmm. But then right up there with them for the top three, it's like the Holy Trinity is Friday the 13th series. And I loved them. I loved all the films. Um, you know, even with their shortcomings, but when they were going to redo it, I was like, okay, I got to see this, like an updated version of that. Right. Um, and so we're sitting there, we're watching the film. And if you guys have seen the movie, you know, these, these kids are out there looking for weed, you know, and they set up camp and this one kid's talking about like, there's these crops and he's like, I'm going to go. So you're, it's, it's everything we see in these films, except now it's up to date. And, you know, sure enough, here comes the sex and all that stuff. Dude's out there searching for weed, and then you know we hear the ch- 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 yeah. I was like, here we go, here we go, right? I'm thinking this is gonna be. So we see Jason, we see some of the yeah. kills, um, but he just kept, like we keep seeing him kill people off. And I'm like, oh, maybe they just get into it. Maybe there's not gonna be any title screens. Like they're just going right into the movie. I'm like, I'm cool with this, right? All the way down to. Um, when the dude gets his leg clamped in that bear, mm. that bear Ooh. trap, and then he's sitting up against the tree and he's like freaking out. And Jason's like way over there. And typically we're used to seeing Jason slowly stalk forward, right? This motherfucker breaks out into a full out run, pulls back that machete and just comes fucking down. And then all of a sudden, boom titles. I was like, Oh, <gasps> That's just the intro? <laughs> Bro, I was so off the hill. I was just like, holy shit, this is going to be amazing. And I actually did enjoy the, the remake. It's I mean, Obviously, it's nothing like the, the, the first one. It's kind of like mm-hmm. a reimagining reboot. Uh, but I did like it. I liked what they did with the whole going away to that douchebag's like little summer cottage yeah, on Crystal Lake and all that summer stuff. Cottage. You know what I mean, though? Yeah. He's the re- that. But I loved it, dude. I thought that was a, it was uh it was is pretty cool. What, of all the Friday the Friday the Thirteenth movies, which one's your favorite? Oh, um, it's hard because I do like the original. Obviously, I like the original. Um, it's hard to say, man. Oh, you know which one I really do love, and it's not part of. I mean, it depends. I don't know if you where it falls in the series, but I love Freddy versus Jason. I absolutely (laughs) love that film because as a kid, I remember in middle school, that was a debate, like who would win in a fight, Freddy versus Jason. And so Freddy fans would always be like, it's definitely Freddy. And and Jason fans are like, it's always Jason, right? And I remember just talking with my friends in middle school saying like, how cool would it be if they had that movie? And lo and behold, they finally did it. And it was just like, it was just like being a kid and watching these two go at it on screen and it was over the top and crazy the way they fought each other but dude i loved it some little fan some little nerd fan that grew up was like i'm you're you're gonna let me do a movie yeah i know what i'm doing but oh, you don't even know half the story they had been trying yeah and trying yeah. and trying yeah, to really? get that film going there are several scripts for a movie oh yeah several they took it in so many different directions oh yeah it's crazy. Yeah, I remember, yeah. I remember seeing when I was there was a, there was a bunch of different out. endings too. Yeah, yeah, really. To the original, the, the script that they shot with, they had different endings for that as well. Hmm. Um, so the original for me, I love because again, this brought the entire mythos about right. The second one I loved because now it was Jason, and the thing I love about the second one is there's still no hockey mask. So nobody had. I mean, when you thought of Jason from one and two back in the '80s, and you were a kid watching these films. 
You didn't know anything about a hockey mask. He had the burlap sack over his head with the one hole in his mm-hmm. eye. You know what I mean? And he wore the suspenders and, yep. he, and he looked like a farmer with yeah. the with the fucking rapier. Right? Is that what that thing's called? Him, was it the rapier or was scythe? it a pitchfork? Uh, scythe. Scythe. Oh, okay. Yeah, scythe. Oh, no. He did have a pitchfork too, didn't he? Rapiers. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and then, but then three, three is when he gets the hockey mask. So that's iconic. So it's mm-hmm. like, I love all three of those, you know? Yeah. Um, but one that I would always say is kind of like, I enjoy it for what it is, but I remember the first time seeing it going, what the hell? <laughs> Uh, is what we watched for this episode of Chris and Anthony's Just Can't Stop Friday the Thirteenth special. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jim, we were at work. You were saying that you know you'd seen a bunch of them, but you've never seen all of the Friday the Thirteenths. I've never seen them all. Mm-hmm. I've never seen the original all the way through. Oh, I've seen bits do that and too, pieces then. of it here and there. We'll have to do that at some point. That's the that's the one series that I don't think I've seen. I've seen all the Texas Chainsaws, the Halloweens, the Nightmare on Elm Streets. I haven't seen Scream 4. but Oh, you haven't? No, it's the only one I haven't seen Check yet. it out. Five coming. comes out, yeah. Yeah. But I, I, I haven't seen. I've seen uh, the first. I can't believe I never noticed the, the no mask thing. I don't know how I never noticed it. I guess maybe I just assumed there was a mask or I Just don't for know. you, it's just like, eh, it's a movie. Yeah. Whereas for me, it's like, like this is your this, this is, is your thing. I yeah, get it. It's yeah, horror, bro. But like I've seen the first one over a bunch of times. I know the whole. I know that one. I feel like I've seen the sequel once or twice, but apart from that, that's it. That's all I've ever really seen of Jason. So I was definitely excited for today's episode. For the one we watched, um, because you said you hadn't seen it, I was like, oh god, I want them to see this because because of the title because I knew exactly how you guys were both going to react after seeing it, at least in this regard. We watched Friday the 13th, part eight, Jason Takes Manhattan. Yeah. So, I mean, <laughs> let's do it this way, okay? Let's do it this way. So I do a show on that network called Silence Your Phones. Me mm-hmm. and Sean, we discuss movies, we break them down, and we do them in segments. So let's do the show in segments today. Yes. So the first thing we would normally talk about is the overall plot. Okay. Immediately the plot, right? So the idea is uh it's it's Camp Crystal Lake. Mm-hmm. There's this little 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 boat on there, and there's these two, you know, uh teenagers getting ready to do their thing. And through dialogue, we find out the set what's happening basically in the world at that moment. Yeah. They're graduating from high school, and there's gonna be this big kind of senior party on a cruise ship. They're gonna take a cruise to New York City how they do it from the lake in New Jersey that's got no true... I mean, even if it had some sort of, you know, feed, right, coming from... Even if it did... Wouldn't it fit a cruise ship? I was going to say, the size of a... For a cruise ship, bro? And then the mountains? Like... You know what's funny? I just... I just ignored ignored that. we'll get there. I just went with that. (laughs) I I, I read that the cast, the kids, realized that. (laughs) But they were all just so happy to be in a professional movie that they didn't say anything didn't say to the producers anybody. or the director. So they knew the whole time that there's this giant it plot hole no right sense. at the beginning of the movie <laughs> and just never said anything about it. And so what happens is, yes, there's all these kids that are going on to this cruise. And so the cruise is going to make its way down to uh, New York City. This little boat on the on the lake with these two making out. The dude throws a um, an anchor overboard, in which in the water we see that all of a sudden, you know, at the on the the the, the bottom of Crystal Lake, 
is this monster high voltage power line that's just kind of running across. Wait, I want to just address it right now. Maybe, maybe I, maybe I'm unnoticed, unnoticed, but do they usually run power cords through lakes? I mean, I don't it could think, be possible. I don't know. But like I said, when I, Chris assume, and I were watching it, wouldn't you mark that? Yeah, you'd normally mark it in the water so nothing would go over or mess with it. You'd put a sign that says, do not, do not anchor here, High do not voltage dredge area, here. Something. Yeah. Yeah, you would typically. So, uh, okay. but this is, it's this anchor, which also when you drop an anchor, typically it holds, right? This anchor starts getting dragged like 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 this boat is just it was full forward. Yeah, it's like just go ahead, right? Tears open this voltage thing, and this is what brings Jason back to life. Because in Jason Seven, spoiler alert, uh, he ends up getting dragged to the bottom of uh, Crystal Lake by the f- the dead father of the heroine of the film. Uh, that's the entire ending of the film. So. He's been down there trapped under this big piece of um, dock. dock. The electricity awakens him, right? And now right. he he starts to cut a path. He kills these two. Uh, the, the boat just kind of meanders its way over to where the cruise ship is the next day. And as the cruise takes off, we see Jason has hitched a ride and chaos ensues. We see a lot of dead bodies. There's a bunch of kills. Um and then they get to Manhattan and he chases, you know, the last two survivors through some sewers, some alleyways. Uh, he's in Times Square and that's the plot. The plot is literally Jason hacking away at the kids again, ending up in Manhattan. So that's our plot. Anthony, what would you think of the plot? I mean... Because <laughs> we're it like, yeah, pretty, we, I mean, like, we immediately it, started calling out the plot holes. So it's, like, it's it's straightforward. I mean, apart from the plot holes, it's pretty straight, pretty straightforward yeah. plot. Yeah. Uh, the whole plot twist with the main character, I'm gonna go blank on her name. Mm-hmm. The whole, <gasps> the you know, the big plot twist at the end, like that felt very half-assed. What was the plot twist? With, you can uh, say it. Oh, I, I guess. If people haven't seen fucking Jason t- takes I guess Manhattan Jason, yeah, guys, now. guys, spoilers right here, I guess. Go ahead. Uh, with the whole, her, her having been drowned or almost drowning in Crystal Lake and she has this fear of going in the water now and everything, like, yeah, th- that felt very half-assed and thrown in like, listen, we got to make her scared of this because of this. They could have easily done the whole movie without that entire connection but you realize that was what the issue is the whole time when she first got there it's the problem was that they left it too ambiguous you had no clue why the uncle was upset she was there yeah yeah he was upset because of you know her thing of drowning or i'm assuming right wasn't that, i don't i mean i i don't know but then we found out know. it was him See, <laughs> he, he he thought her, because I, I felt the same way when i'm watching this i'm like okay well obviously i didn't see the movie before this or very many of them before this. and it had, how does have this tie in to. like who is she? Was she in any of nope. the other? I thought her she was parents someone. Die? Nope. Nothing. They wrote it in this way. That and, and you didn't find out till like last. The last. <laughs> it was very. What else was a, a a thing that kind of got to you about this plot overall for this film? Um, okay, I got one. How about how many people were on that fucking ship at the beginning? Right? Yeah, there was a shit ton, and then all of a sudden, oh, they died in the kitchen. <laughs> <laughs> Oops. 
It's amazing. We had to cut the pages down of the scripts. We had to write all these people out. Sorry. Dude, this film was a lot of shit that looked, made it seem like they changed a lot on the fly. Oh, they had Like a have. lot. You've been on a set. You've been, you've, you know, oh, yeah. you have to change things here and there. You yeah, have, like you that. have a, a script. What was, was the script, script supervisor, supervisor who's on top of that, the changes so that it makes sense later. And if they look through and they're like, you know what? If we made this change, this lay is not going to make sense later. We mm-hmm. need to work on this. It felt like they did that, but then they got to that part and were like, oh shit. Remember that? It's like they didn't have a script supervisor. Well, yeah. what is it? I I was so I I watched the movie and then I uh, went through and watched this video on YouTube just kind of like recap it for me earlier and it pointed out a couple plot holes that I wasn't uh, That's how Anthony watched the film. Oh, I didn't watch it. <laughs> no, it a couple plot holes that pulled up. And it was the uh they they uh sur- they group all the kids together after Jason comes out and about and they're trying to keep everyone safe to kind of keep them all grouped together on the boat. And then the uh, what is it? The teacher walks off, leaves them in the fuck on the fucking boat. They all pop up out of the water. Where the fuck did it come from? There was no connection of what, what happened to these kids. The uh, after um, pop up out of the water. They came. Uh, are we watching the same of, movie? Yeah. Yeah. On the no on the when they take the boat at the very end. Yeah. The kid popping up out of the water was the one that Jason threw out into the water. Oh, he did throw him out in the water. You're right. He did. He just watched that video. That's no, all I, he saw. No, I, I watched the movie. So. <laughs> the boxer. What else? What yeah, else was wrong? Oh. I want to. I'm just going to put it right out there, bro. The film's called Jason Takes Manhattan. Oh, yeah. The I mean, I think it's one of all. <laughs> how long? We timed it, Chris. How long until we actually got to Manhattan? Scrapping, <laughs> scrapping the beginning where they showed us the introduction. We're watching this film, right? And we're getting into it. And Jason's just continue kill after kill after kill on the ship. And then at some point, Jim goes, wait, hang on a second. How long have we been watching this now? And I pull up the timer and it said like 42 minutes. He's like, holy shit, we're not even in Manhattan yet. I was like, oh, just wait. We're going to get there. <laughs> See, I An honestly, hour and 25 minutes in, we finally get to Manhattan. Oh. I was that, that that was probably the biggest letdown of the film for me. Because when I go <laughs> in to watch a movie called an hour and 40 minutes. Manhattan, I'm yeah. thinking he's carving a path through New York City, killing, killing people in, in Manhattan high-rise apartments. Yeah. That's what Not I expected. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> teenagers going missing in they should have been slaughtered. like they should have been like Jason on the high seas, something right? Jason, Jason takes a cruise. <laughs> Jason you know I mean? leaves. Jason's vacation. New Jersey. Yeah, Jason's vacation. There you go. It just didn't make any sense. Like that's that was one of the biggest things back in the day. I mean, aside from a lot of the things that it had, it could have worked on. Yeah, it was the fact that the title said he was going to hit New York, Manhattan. And all the promo for this back in the day was about New York. They would they would put like you'd be watching TV and you know Wheel of Fortune go commercial screen goes black and then all of a sudden you'd see the I love New York logo mm-hmm. and then you'd hear and then all of a sudden there's a slash and then there's Jason and be like Jason takes Manhattan Friday the Thirteenth Part Eight next Friday you know and it was all about the promotion there'd be magazine covers with New York City with a big giant you know mask over the skyline and stuff you know it was all or of the these iconic things. one with the Statue of Liberty there and it's pulling down the eye holes yes, on the mask exactly yeah and then it's only 15 minutes of film 15 20 minutes that he's in Manhattan or anything happens in Manhattan and then the way you knew the way they did i mean it was it was 
they come out of the 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 subway and in Times Square, right? And then you have to, you have to yeah. have this. This is what it looks like, and it looks amazing. Mm-hmm. It looks so amazing to see such a lit up thing. And there's fucking Jason in the middle of all those people who have no clue what's going on right now, yep. and they're so used to seeing people dressed up in Times Square. So seeing Jason there, you know, it's like, oh shit. Okay, well, not I, mean, I guess that explains that a little bit for me then. Not even. You're you're talking what what time period are we talking about? Oh, 80s, yeah. 80s. 80s. Homelessness. Yeah. The way people were living. Heavy, heavy, heavy drug users who are not taking care of themselves. Yeah. The way they're All dressing. The graffiti, they see bro. that kind of stuff every day. The garbage, the graffiti. Yeah. So when they see Jason chasing the kids down the down the train there, or, or the subway, that's one thing that got me. I'm like, these kids are running screaming from this dude, asking for help, saying, Don't let them get us and all that. And everyone on the subway is just sitting there watching this dude just walk by him. It's you know, New York City, bro. But you know I, what? I, I guess that's the thing. They're used to that kind of like that. I thought the same thing. However, living in Los Angeles and seeing things like that, A, it's it, it's it's weird because you don't want to get involved. <laughs> yeah. Because you don't know what's going on. Yeah. B, it's like... I don't know, man. I see this I, every I day, bro. It. I can see it. I can see it. Yeah, and that was that's New York, dude. It's just how it was business. in New York City. Yeah, it's it's how it was every day. Um, so yeah, the plot definitely, though very straightforward in terms of a Friday the Thirteenth film. Jason comes back to life. Jason kills kids. Kids survive. Uh, everything else in it had a lot to be desired. See, going back to that takes Manhattan part, the original script for the film, I guess the the director wrote. And it was supposed to be New York City, but Paramount came back and said, "No, we're not giving you the budget for that. Fix it." So he had to take all this out and and figure it out and just basically wrote it on a ship because of budget. Just just take out takes Manhattan. Yeah, they should have. Yeah. So if you took that out completely, where you weren't expecting him to be in New York at all, and obviously you're going to still have the plot holes, would there still be that kind of like, what the fuck? I don't think so, because I think what would happen is you saw him in Manhattan. You'd be like, oh, shit, they really got to New York. Yeah. They filmed this. The last 15 minutes is cool as fuck. It's like the second we, Jurassic Park movie when the dinosaurs finally get to the city. Yeah. The new world, mm-hmm. you know? Okay. Exactly. I see. I could see that. Because you're thinking entire Jurassic Park second movie, new oh, world, cool, cool. second island. No, no, no. Yeah, yeah that's what I was thinking. I never made that whole connection of the new... Oh, shit. I never yeah. made that connection. But I like that idea of... That would be better than... Because especially... You know, even if it just takes Manhattan, don't give me the opening opening uh, title sequence of all the shots of Manhattan. Well, see, those opening shots, those title sequences are all the spots that they actually used later on. In the movie. Yeah. Yeah. But all I right. mean, like, don't Still. give me that... They built it up, that and then and then took it away from you. Mm -hmm. It's like dangling the piece of candy in front of a kid and then throwing it in the trash and telling them they can't have it. You know what I mean? No, no, in the sewage vat that we're gonna go back to with the toxic waste. Yeah, Yeah. we're gonna go to it, but not to the last fifteen minutes. I don't know. All right, here we go. We're moving on to the next set, uh, the next topic here or the next segment: uh, actors and acting. So, (laughs) first we have the main character, the girl Rennie. Thoughts on her acting or her overall? What would you think? I think she came across okay. That's yeah, bad. I think so. There were there were a couple spots where I was kind of like, eh, I didn't totally believe it, but mm-hmm. overall she did good. Yeah, not bad. Yeah, For being in the eighth Jason movie, not bad, I say. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I mean, like, but I mean, like, I guess. I don't know. I, I don't reckon. I mean, I don't she know did pretty... have to follow Corey Feldman, so. Yeah. What about uh, the uncle, the guy who plays the uncle? 
I again, there were spots where I was like, eh, okay. He he came a little weird to me. I don't know if it's maybe the how they wrote him, where yeah. they they made him feel very aggressive and mean. But then there was times that he was just complete, like where um, but the girl where she's trying to pass the grade and she was like all like in her underwear, and he looked completely by surprise. It felt like a different character. It felt very. He didn't off. push her off. He didn't push her off real quick. Yeah, no. I felt that that scene. He he that let was that go for a while. Character, yeah, for that guy. I feel. But like. his like stu- the whoa, right? it looked. It was weird. What about like, um? Yeah. What about? Let's talk about some of the kids. What about the kid that was Rennie's kind of boyfriend, the one that gave her the necklace? Oh, who's uh, the ship? Father, the ship was, was captain. The, the ship's uh, captain. Yeah. yeah. He said, "Here, son, take over the ship." <laughs> what? The Happy fuck? graduation. That was a little. He. I mean, he still played that kind of character well. That the guy who played that dad. Oh yeah. To a T. Mm-hmm. Like that immediately. Yeah. Remember when the, he didn't know what he was doing and that look on his face, like that look of disappointment, like you piece of shit. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. When he was just like, I think I'm gonna do this. He's like, Aren't you forgetting something? He's like, hur, hur, hur. He's like, and, and he says, Internet. What? Did, well, how did he put it? International. International maritime. Yeah. And I'm like, Wait a minute. We're on a lake. Why do you need an international <laughs> maritime signal for? <laughs> Yeah. Oh God! But no, the, the the guy, the kid, the kid, his kid. Uh, I thought he did good. Yeah. For not, uh, I felt like he didn't have as many lines as everybody. There wasn't else, much but, depth to his character. But it was I more he about did good. I I think he did a good job. Yeah. I don't think there was much depth to any of them. I mean, even, I mean, was it Rennie? Mm-hmm. She had she had like a bare minimum. Rennie. Rennie. She had like a bare minimum plot. Like there's a small connection of her not wanting to drown, but I mean, not really all of them had super deep, deep character developments. I mean, they're all going to fucking die. Yeah. Uh, what, what about Kane Hodder as Jason? Oh, okay. Yeah. I mean, obviously you got to love Kane Hodder. I was telling you about it, that like the thing he did to kind of, uh, because everybody who plays Jason plays them kind of different. Really? Um, and when he took over the role, he was, he very much wanted to have this kind of physical thing where you could see he was kind of a seething monster. So that's why he always had that thing where his, his, he was breathing heavy and he okay. made sure that his, his shoulders went up and down for all of his things. You know what I mean? If you go back and look at it, he's very much physical and he's physical as fuck. That dude mm. is a badass stunt guy. Uh, if you, if you ever see pictures of him in real life, his, his neck, and all the way down and a whole part of his chest and I think part of his arm is all fucking bur- like uh, scars from having a, a, a fire. Because one of the things he loves to do is doing the fire the, the fire stunts wearing the suits mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and one of them almost killed him. Oh my god. But yeah, the dude's a legit fucking badass dude and I love, love Kane Hodder as Jason. Absolutely love Kane Hodder. You ever see the Hatchet movies? No, I know of him. I've, I've never seen him. I would I know him anywhere else other than horror movie like kind no, of like no, no, that's that's what he's all he's all straight right. horror. You know, you know, he wasn't the only Jason in this movie though. Yeah, there was another dude that did him too. No, no, no. In this movie, he wasn't the only Jason in oh, this I movie. Oh, I see what you're saying. Oh, oh, oh I, <laughs> I saw that. Yeah. <laughs> there was a few Jasons in this movie, which was weird, right? No, no, no. I'm not saying that. Oh. Remember the scene when he's in the diner, uh-huh. yeah, and he throw the cook comes out, throws his towel and his apron off, and comes over. The guy who played the cook was the guy who played Jason in Freddy vs. Jason. Oh, nice! Yeah. Really? Yes, that's a nice little piece yep. of trivia. I did not know that. Yep, that's cool as fuck. Um, but let's talk about the other Jasons. Yes, like why did they have four th- different Jasons? three or four different baby Jasons, little yeah. kid Jasons? Yeah. Uh, one of them looked like an Asian kid. Yeah. One of them looked like the, 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 mask? The, the messed up face kid from the first yeah, one. Yeah, when they were in the alley. Yeah. The uh, messed up face. I, For me, I just kept thinking of um, 
the where he like oh, it looks like he almost had like a plastic mask or something like rubber mask over his face. No, that's how he looked. It was a deformity. Oh, was it? Yeah, oh. yeah, yeah. And at different points, he had you know, different amounts of hair. Throughout it was the movie. so was like, weird, the dude. That was weird. Um, See, I wasn't sure if, uh, and I brought this up to you. I wasn't sure if maybe those like first couple and why they looked a little bit different was because those were Rennie's uh, own hallucinations yeah. of what he might have looked like. And then true. the one at the end that was more true to what he originally looked That's like true. might have been an actual, maybe not not a hallucination, because even but her like flat, an actual vision. Even her vision of what happened when she was pushed off the boat, that was the the right one as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you're right. Maybe she just didn't, like it was, it was part she of her. She didn't know what he was looking Subconscious. Subconscious what or whatever. She, yeah, I thought. Um, my favorite though, my favorite character in this whole fucking film was the Harbinger of Doom. <laughs> this 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 guy with that one of the sailors right one of the mate, shipmates who was just always oh, just he would pop up and be like you're all gonna die he's gonna kill you he was just like you have to have that in these movies oh, yeah. you always have to have the guy that you know when when the kids stop at the corner store and they say that they're camping in those woods he goes you don't want to go in them woods you know you you need that harbinger of doom and we this guy I love him dude. I don't even know his name. I don't know who the actor was that played him. But when I was watching it again, I was like, oh, my God, I forgot about this guy. This guy is the fucking best. I wish he would have survived, dude. <laughs> I really wish he would have survived. That would have been so fucking amazing. But uh, so, yeah, overall, you know, in terms of acting, you're getting a Jason I mean, film. OK, you know, so what are you looking for? Fucking Al Pacino? <laughs> well, yeah, you know, one thing, one thing I was very, very impressed with and I was actually appreciated a lot is I can't remember the character's name, but the girl who played the guitar. They actually oh, yeah. found a girl yeah. who could shred on the guitar. She literally was, she was playing. I appreciated that a lot. Yes. That was good. I do yeah. too. I can't stand when I see them and they're like strumming and they're, they're just, they hold their hand like this and they're not doing anything else. Exactly. I'm like, you fuck it. At least, try, at least try. Exactly. You're an actor. You're an actor. Act. Yeah. Act like you know what you're doing. All right. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right. But overall for me, you know, again, it was, it was, you, you're getting what you're getting. Yeah. Uh, some, some, better acting than I expected in certain spots. Mm-hmm. Some spots where you're just like, uh, okay, this is why this is, mm-hmm. you're in this film. Um, let's move on to the next part of our categories. We're doing uh, music and soundtrack. Mm. So this film had, I mean, it was, it was, it was a lot of late eighties uh, metal hair metal. Um, the big song on here was Robert Plant's uh, Darkest Side of the Night. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. No. Um, Metropolis sings The Darkest Side of the Night. Uh, I never heard of Metropolis. Yeah, I don't know who Metropolis is either. Never heard of but there was a lot of that kind of 80s rock guitar and mm-hmm, music yeah. in this film, aside from like the obvious, like the the sounds of of Jason's chest. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? Which even that in it, I was kind of like, ah, Jason, Jason, Jason. Yeah. Like, really? Yeah. Um, I don't know. This, I mean, it definitely, it had an 80s atmosphere. Like, it makes yeah. sense. Like, New York City, where I'm thinking, like, 80s New York City. I'm thinking the headbangers and all that. Yeah, this is very late 80s going into 90s, but still, hair metal was still the thing. Oh, that, yeah. You oh, know, yeah. two years earlier was Appetite for Destruction, 87. So mm-hmm. uh, it still is very strong and influential in, in the field for this. And you're talking about teenagers. So that's the kind of music they had on at the time. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, other than that, I don't think there was anything that, stand out, that stands out about the music or the, or the soundtrack. There was Not no really. songs that really stuck out to me at all. Cool, cool. Uh, we're moving on to special effects. Mm. 
Um, so one of the things for me about Friday the 13th films and any of these slasher films are the kills. Like, how cool do they look? And depending on what kind of movie you're watching, is it does it look gory? Is it is it is it fucked up? You know, or is it like impressive? Is it practical? Is it CG? This is 89, so we're not doing too much CG. There was some. Uh, the electricity underwater, like mm-hmm. enveloping him, that yeah. that's kind of uh, you know that's more more CG. But a lot of what they did in terms of gore and kill uh, is practical effects. Yep. So, what were your thoughts, Anthony? Uh, I was expecting more, more gore, more blood. Honestly, I felt like it was lacking, and I don't know just my dude just due to my knowledge of horror and film and all that stuff, if uh, maybe this was a point when they were trying to kind of maintain and can start to wrap it up, I feel, or if maybe it was about to pick up. But I feel like for a Jason movie, I was expecting blood splattering, shooting out the neck. Like I was expecting blood kind of like, Oh my God, I'm going to go blank on the movie we watched with Amber. The one film, like uh, the burning with the burning like at least there was some more blood like you could see that this i felt like it was kind of more a little held back uh you know um i'll say as far as the kills that i did like i i really appreciate the harpoon being used in the back um how about when he shot the harpoon and it missed and then the way he kills the guy is literally shoving the gun into his gut yeah mm-hmm. that's some brutal shit mm-hmm. uh the little tripod thing, little it was a little. I I always get weird when it gets like needles sticking and stuff like that. Yeah. So like the little like tripod like needles st- st- jabbing that he was taking at it. Um, and he she does he does it real he went right slow into with her. That, uh, yeah, yeah, but he, you saw like I was expecting a closer up shot. Boom, shoved it into her. But I mean, it definitely had a good build up for that. Like I said, the only thing I was I was expecting more blood. Apart from that, they what were about all good. the what about the sauna rock right through the chest? And you, you know can see the flares of the of the rock because you know when it's all hot and flaring and it's hitting like whatever. When he when you look at that, go back and watch it again. He shoves it in the guy's chest, and you can literally see the flares coming off the rock. It's insane hmm. looking. I I will say that I think the move. Uh, one thing I did like is that at first, like I liked the kills right in the beginning, but then there was a little bit of a slow build. Get you set up. Get you comfortable. Make you just realize, oh, yeah, Jason hasn't been around in a minute. He hasn't killed anyone. And when he does, it just starts coming left and right in the movie. It just takes yep. off. The uh, go, Going back to that rock in the in the gut or in the chest, it was in the chest, reminded me of Temple of Doom. Yes. 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 Very the much so. Yeah. And, then, and then you remember, Jason dies at the end and he spits that water out. That was a practical effect. <laughs> he drank. You're came, right. Drank water, drank water, drank water, drank water, and then vomited on his own oh my god really yeah really i love that i love that you're bringing the trivia tonight dude because it's so great i did not know that yeah that's cool i Um, also going to kills you were talking to me when we were watching it about the dance room scene where (laughs) he strangled the girl yes i also read now that i've never seen i haven't seen a lot of the friday the 13th movies i'm gonna go back and i'm gonna watch him i'm gonna pay attention to this but from what i read that was the first time he strangled anybody Oh, and I told you that's like a, that's just a basic that's a basic straight yeah. raw just strangle the shit and there's nothing that was creative there's nothing yeah it was very intense and then that the way a, he just throws her down dude yeah. done like that is and the, whoever the the stunt woman was to take that that fall because he he just he throws her down her. yeah it's not a joke um okay then you and I po- pointed this out how about the admiral when he slit his throat 
Oh, it was yeah. Like, it was like they ran out of because that's see that was CG I think, but it was like they ran out of money because it, there was like this thing right, and then nothing happens for a while. The, the admiral's head blood. falls back, and then there's a little bit of a black opening, and then it cuts away immediately. Like the second it opens, blood would be not even. When you make that cut, that's you're it. Start that's having blood pouring down your neck. Not a thing. I was expecting more blood, but like I said, I don't know if it's just the times. Um. The dude got thrown off onto the water vein, uh, the weather vane. Oh, okay. All I sideways, got one. all angled out. Oh, how about how about the boxing match over oh, a yes. minute long on the roof, and then Jason <laughs> knocks this dude's fucking head off into the dumpster. <laughs> like, okay, oh, God, I don't need nothing. Oh, it was I so got good. This. And um, I was sitting there. I even said to you, Chris, I'm sitting serious? there and, and I'm laughing to myself inside because I know they're doing all those huffs and puffs and smacking sounds in a Foley studio. They're not doing them. Yeah. Like, yeah, <laughs> so yeah, they're probably exactly. punching a sack of rice or something. And, oh, God, dude. Man. Um, how about the uncle getting drowned in the in the toxic waste barrel head first? Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's gruesome. Yeah. Gruesome. I love how they're just like. Yeah, in 89, the alleyways of New York just had just open barrels, barrels of toxic waste just sitting all over the place with dead rats just kind of floating See, in. Like, I don't know if I took it as toxic waste. I just took it as like sewer and just just disgusting, dirty ass water that has just been sitting there because it was New York City in the 80s. I think that's the thing. Like, I don't like No, it, it was toxic sewage. That's oh, what it was. That was toxic, toxic sewage? Oh, that was? And then when they were in the sewers, the dude's like, huh. Good timing. You only have so much time yeah. because the toxic sewage is coming through. Like, what? <laughs> the fuck? Oh, oh man. Like that, see, like drowning is drowning's gotta suck. Yeah. And, but like, yeah, but to how be many drowning in toxic waste. <laughs> yeah, but overall, I think in terms of, I love practical effects. So a lot of the stuff did look cool. Some of it mm-hmm. looked hokey. It looked yeah. like it, it was missing. Yeah, looked like it was a little lazy in certain spots. You know what I mean? So it can. And but again, this is eight movies in. They're starting to run out of ideas on how to make killing look cool. Uh, they're but, not throwing them the budget. Exactly. You know exactly. what I mean? They're they're trying to do more on on a constricted budget. And it's like, okay, well, you want us to make it better and bigger and grander, but. You're not giving me the money to do that. Exactly. You know what I mean? And how about when he just starts melting and getting all fucked up and everything? What'd you think of that? That's old school, you know, the way they used to do that shit, that melting, bubbling kind of skin. I liked it. It was cool. It was different. A lot of, uh, what is it? Um, Bacon soda. Is that what? Yeah, I, I, I don't. I'm a guessing. It looked like almost like a science fair project, but I got what they were doing with it. Like, <laughs> dang, I wish I would have had that idea in middle school. I would have pulled that out. Right, and scared the crap out of everybody. No kidding. Um, all right, let's move on to the next category. Well, it's the finishing category. It's towards the end here. Uh, overall, what was what, some of your favorite scenes mm. in the film? What do you I've, got? One of my favorites, I I genuinely laughed at, was the girl in the dancing room or the the girl in the party room, in the ballroom, whatever mm-hmm. it was considered, where they're spinning around. She's looking around and looking at all the different ways to try to get out of the room. It just completely made me think of a fri- like a was it a scary movie mm-hmm. of like the, was it the Cindy where she's like, what do I do? <gasps> she's yeah. looking around. It's like, God damn it, fucking pick a way and run. Just just <laughs> just pick one and just go for it. You know what? We forgot to I mean, talk about this, but this film really highlights a lot of the idea that Jason can teleport. Yes. Because she looked one way, he was there. She turned immediately, he was there. You know, mm-hmm. there was a lot of times like when that dude was climbing all the way up, that motherfucker didn't climb that fast. No. All of a sudden he was there, grabbed him and threw him off onto the weather vane. No, that was 
So yeah. that was kind of mm-hmm. cool. I liked that that piece of it. Um, for me, I th- one of my fa- again my, uh, to me just because it's visually yeah. stunning is to have Jason in the middle of all the lights of Times Square. Oh yeah, and all those people around and just the way he looked. You know, it was just like, oh, this is so like I want to get a, a, a screenshot of that, like the, the exact shot where he's standing with all the lights and everything on him, and just get that fucking framed because I just think that's such a beautiful, beautiful shot. Um, and especially when you're looking from the point of view of the, the kids, right? And, and there's people moving back and forth and breaking up their standing. vision, but he's just still standing there at the at the entrance of yeah. the subway. So nice. I love, love, love that scene. The, the, the group of punks that were going to mess with Jason. <laughs> See, <laughs> like, that, nope, never that mind. came on and he lifted his mask. I'm like, please don't show us your face. And they Don't didn't show though, us, but angle, they didn't. But they didn't. And I was like, okay, thank you. That was a fun. That was a funny yeah. scene, though. It was like, good. Oh, never mind, man. No problem. No problem. <laughs> no problem, man. <laughs> I like he just lets him go too. Um, any any favorite scenes? Uh, I I agree with the uh, the Times Square scene. And like I nice said, one. I went into That's this nice. movie and I wanted to see. I wanted to see him carve a path through Manhattan. Rewrite it that it. way, bro. Rewrite it that way. I I re-envision I, it and make that Jason Part Two. Don't even say it takes Manhattan, but he just ends up in New York and he just fucking tears through it. Yeah. Yeah. I did like the, uh, I mean, granted, they were supposed to be on a lake, but when they were filming uh, in the, probably Vancouver. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I love the scenery because I'm a huge outdoorsy person. And, yeah. And the I love Pacific that. Northwest, bro. Yeah. It's so nice. So nice. Um, a lot of the, uh, a lot of the scenes on the ship, Especially like with the girl with the uh, whatever her name was with the guitar. Yeah. When you're in the mechanical parts, mm-hmm. it kind of reminded me a lot. It gave me nightmare vibes. Yeah. yeah. Because of the big boiler time. room. I can see that. Big you know? time. Yeah. You big know? time. Um, I don't know. Yeah. It was enjoyable. Yeah. Huh. It's it's a it's a ride when you just enjoy yeah. it for it, and when you're not like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah. I just it's a good movie. You know, honestly, uh, not my favorite slasher movie, but. I'm not mad at it. Okay, Maybe, good. you know, next on the next Friday the 13th, I'd throw it on. Well, that's what we're moving into then. We're moving into our final review. So tell us your thoughts on it overall as a film, uh, whether you enjoyed it or not, and rate it out of five. Uh, and tonight we're going to do five... Hockey masks. There you go. Five hockey masks. All right. Uh, all right. So my f- overall uh, lasting reviews, my thoughts on this. For someone that has never, I've only seen the first two Jason movies, and realistically, I haven't seen the second one in a long time. Uh, coming into this, title expe- title set expectations that I just, after I realized we weren't getting to New York City, forget it. The movie itself isn't bad. I enjoyed it. I probably would watch it again if I was either doing like a Jason marathon and it was a part of the lineup, or if, I don't know, maybe it's a Friday the 13th and it's like, I guess I'll watch Jason Takes Manhattan. Why not? Um... I think I'd recommend this to someone kind of partially for the fact that I'd be, I'd be interested to see their reaction to the title and then waiting to be like, wait, Jason's not in Manhattan. Uh, overall, I liked it. It's a good movie. How many hockey masks out of five? Enough hokiness. I'll give it a three. Okay. I'll three. give it a three. It's not bad. Not the best. Jim, what do you think? I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. Being being a big horror fan, it uh, I knew what I was in for. I mm-hmm. didn't come in with any high expectations except yeah. the Manhattan part, <laughs> which, um, which I'm going to keep drilling home because but, it was a big, big, big letdown. But now thinking about that, thinking about that, doesn't that kind of add to the charm of why you enjoy it now? Yes, You're just like yes. this fucking movie, this piece of shit you. movie. <laughs> 
but they like roll yeah and then now you know the backstory and the trivia behind exactly. it too yeah and and just just like i said i knew what i was getting into as you go on in the series they get more hokey they get more mm-hmm. they get more out playful they get more out there and it's like okay really but as, as a fan of horror that's what you're there for you're not only there to see the gruesome and see that the, the fucked up and see those scary things but you're also there because it's it's that nostalgia of the series mm-hmm. you know what i mean yep and 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 for that i i did enjoy it cool, cool i did i'd give it i'd give it three and a half hockey masks nice yeah dude for me this isn't obviously one of the best uh friday the 13th but for me it's fun like you said if you're a fan of horror there's some there's something about people who like horror movies or who mm-hmm. are fans of horror movies people who like horror movies are going to look at this and be like oh, i didn't like it Right. Mm-hmm. It doesn't meet my expectations and yeah. what I like. People who are a fan of horror movies love the good, the bad, and the ugly, man. Yep. They love horror and they can appreciate the bad ones and still find why they enjoy watching it. Because it's like you ever have that there's all across America, everybody has that that county fair that comes around, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Sometimes, I mean, those rides are not, you know, Darien Lake or Six Flags rides, man. That's not what you get at a county fair. Oh, no. But you still get on it because it's a lot of fucking fun, right? And it's rickety. And there's that little thing of, I might get scared. This might scare me a little. So screw might fall out and I might fly (laughs) off. Right. Whereas, you know, you're going to a a theme park and you're getting top dollar, right? So, But you're not going to die. This, yeah, this isn't you know, the shining, this isn't some of these movies that hold like the top tier of horror, Mm -mm. but this is that fun rickety ride. You know what you're getting. Like you said, Jim, you're having a good time because you are a fan of, of this feeling. And, and, and so a a true horror fan, they will have films that they're just like, yeah, I'm not, you know, it's whatever, but overall they can still appreciate parts of that. Whereas somebody that just likes things is going to say, I wouldn't like this. Well, see, look at, look at, look at the difference. Like you pointed out, uh, the difference between the different ratings on the different yeah. platforms. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 8% rotten on Rotten Tomatoes and the platform we watched on, they had the three stars. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. And, uh, because of that, because it's one of those fun films and God damn it. I love showing it to people who've never seen it before because they do expect New York. And then I just, there's this giddiness that's just like, this is the best part. This is the best part is that this person's getting so annoyed and let down with their expectations. Yeah, I was sitting at home. I'm sitting down. Amber's upstairs recording. And I'm just like, where the fuck is Manhattan? <laughs> there was a point. I paused at the end. I'm like, we're like an uh, hour in. But that's the point to me. It's like, good. I love that's the thing for me. That's part of the charm of the film. Yes, there's a lot that hurts. Uh, we could easily pick it apart and make fun of the entire thing. But there's so much in it that I do love that is a part of this kind of, you yeah, know, what it, what it is. It's a part of this franchise. So uh, I'm with you as well. Three point three point five hockey masks uh, on the a rating of five for me. So there you go, guys. That was our review of Friday the 13th. Hope you guys made it out alive. I hope you're listening to this on the 14th, the 15th, December. Maybe it's 2021 and you're like, holy crap. We survived all that. 2020 was a shitty ass year. What's this year got in store? Yeah, we'll see, right? Um, But I think that's it for us. Anthony, you got to promote anything before we head out? Guys, listen, as always, please, you listen through this this, uh, long enough throughout the episode. You listen to me and Chris talk. Go listen to some other uh, amazing podcasters on the network at Uh, BICBP-radio.com. Listen, I play a game. Go to the website. Hit podcast. uh, Scroll at random and just click a box at whatever show is there. If it's one of my shows, click a different one. 
uh, and give them a listen. Give them a share. Give them a follow. Apart from that, if you do want to support some of my own content, I do vinyl divers on the here saying not so not so consistent, but I do have, I know I made up a sound there. I know, but I also am running podcasters. We got some D and D content going on there and the YouTube is kind of starting to push a little bit more. So if you do want to support me on there, please check out the podcasters YouTube. If you're into D and D, if not, please go listen to some other podcasts on our network. We have a lot of great artists, a lot of great content getting out there. Jim, got something to promote. I got something to promote. What do you got to promote? I don't fucking know this guy. Do it still. But he's a fantastic fucking artist. And if you're a fan of horror, go check this shit out. Yeah. He's got an entire collection of Friday the 13th uh, inspired art. He's got all kinds of art from all the different movies. He does commissions. Uh, You can find him on Instagram uh, at MT underscore illustration. Um, His first name is Matthew. He's uh, based out of St. Catherine, Ontario, right over the border here. Fantastic Mm. artist. Fantastic. Very, very very nice. Um, yeah, just like Anthony said, make sure you head over to the the network, guys, and check out some of the other shows. Uh, we've got a, a whole all kinds of stuff available to you guys now. Uh, check out shows like Damn That Scary, The Wooden Spoon, Processing the Process, Cardboard Cave, Eat Sleep List. Man, it goes on and on. We've got almost, I think we're pushing 40 shows on the network now. So there's something for everybody out there. If you like our show, definitely go check them out. Uh, and then tell somebody about it so they can check them out as well. I was trying to find this guy. I wanted to tell you guys to check out as well. Ah, here you go. Um, there's this dude I found on Instagram. He His name's Corey Clark. He goes by the handle poltergeist uh, underscore OD. The dude is a horrorcore rapper. Interesting. Horrorcore. As soon as we get off, I'm going to let you guys listen to some of his stuff. But if if you guys are into that kind of thing, you guys love horror, make sure you check him out. Poltergeist OD. Uh, the dude's awesome. Check him out on Instagram. He's got a lot of links to his music. Uh, if you're a, again, if you're a, hand, a fan of horror, you're a fan of music, you're a fan of rap. This is the shit for you, dude. Uh, horrorcore rap. Other than that, I'm out. Anthony's out. Jim, thanks for joining us. Thank you for having me. We'll have you back. Thank you, Jim. And uh, for the folks at home, we'll see you next week. Peace. Peace.